After a longer break, uh, the Icelandic cast is back. Uh, welcome in another, like, actually, officially fifth episode of the podcast. And I'm super, really stoked to welcome my today's host. His name is uh, Victor Gudmundsson, a.k.a. Uh, Dr. Victor Sound. Hello, Victor. Hey, what's up? Good to see you. Ako sa máš? No, veľmi dobre. Mám sa veľmi dobre. Ďakujem. A ti? I love this. Yeah. Uh, mám sa veľmi dobre. Ďakujem. Uh, just for those that doesn't speak English, don't speak English, like um, we will get back to it uh, like a little later, but uh, Victor was studying medicine in Slovakia, which is actually also in my hometown. And he is just perfect in speaking Slovak. Well done. Yeah, ďakujem pekne. No, nemáš no, sa mi veľmi slovenčný jazyk. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I actually hope like people from Slovak and Czech Republic, of course, yeah. they will hear and <laughs> appreciate it. Yeah. So, um, you would like to say something about yourself or should I? As you wish. Okay. As you wish. Yeah. So what I know about you, because like we don't know each other for a long time, mm-hmm. but I'm really happy to meet you. You too. Uh, yeah. You studied in Slovakia in Martin, like when I didn't live in the city anymore. So we never met there. We actually met in Iceland. Uh, yeah. Victor works actually, yeah, let's call this episode like a doctor in a day and DJ producer in a night. <laughs> and Perfect. We will just explain everything later. Yeah. Uh, so you work in uh, Helsuvert, Helsukestland. Did yeah. I say it correctly? Yeah, exactly. Oof, I'm working, I'm, I'm currently working in uh, Helsuvert. It's a, it's a company, a medical company in Kopur in Iceland. And we have, uh, in the top, we have... Uh, the Hilsuvent part, which we are doing physical examinations and uh, uh, checkups of people. And downstairs we have the GP office or Hilsugestlan, mm-hmm. where people can come with any problems at all. And uh, yeah, so I'm doing a split. I'm working upstairs and downstairs doing both. Okay. Would you call this as a like family, like what the family doctors yeah. do like regularly in Hilsugestlan? Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay, that's great. Uh, so yeah, you studied for six years. Uh, when did you graduate it? Yes, yeah, so I uh, I studied for six years. Um, I uh, did. Uh, I, f- I finished in 2020, and uh, yeah, it was a it was a great time in uh, Martin, Slovakia. I, I I like I remember it so clearly. Like uh, coming to Martin for the first time, I I didn't know anything. I didn't understand the language or anything, and it was so exciting to come there. And uh, I just had a one way ticket. So um, yeah, six years I did there. And 2020, I finished and did uh, the so-called candidate year here in Iceland, where we go to different departments. And uh, yeah, now I'm working in the Hills event. Mm-hmm. Well, that's great. Everybody is happy. Uh, it, there is like many, many like Icelanders that are studying basically abroad the medicine. Is it correct? Yeah, uh, I think there are around uh, 200 approximately. And when I started, we were, I was in the second uh, group to say, mm-hmm. we, there were only around seven people who came first from Iceland. And when we arrived, there were like f- a group of 40. So we grew and uh, basically, you know, during my studies, uh, I, I wanted to do something special and uh, make a group around this with a couple of other people. 
and we made like the student association of uh, Icelandic students in Slovakia called that's, Fils. That's great. That's great. Well, so. how does it? Um, how did it feel? Like basically, you know, because I am a foreigner in Iceland yeah. and this is the podcast for foreigners mostly. Yeah. Uh, so we will also talk about a little bit of the medicine in Iceland and how yeah. does it work and the system. But yeah, like uh, how did you feel as a foreigner coming to Slovakia where like really, let's put it away, nobody almost speaks English or like the older people don't really speak English. Yeah. Yeah. How, how was it for you? Did yeah. the people welcome you or? Yeah, like I said, uh, I... I well, for me, it's a, it's a bit different story than most people because I was born in Germany, so I lived there for a year. I don't remember a lot from it, but <laughs> I was born there, moved to Iceland, and my f- parents moved to Norway and uh, have lived there for 10 years. So I was living with them for a while. So I had been living abroad a bit before Slovakia, so I was used to being you know away from my friends and family and stuff like that. So taking the step to Slovakia was a bit uh, smaller step to me than uh, most of the students. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still remember the day clearly, like I said before. It was so exciting, just a one-way ticket to Slovakia. Never been there before. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to try something new. Uh, that's That was my main point. Like, I just wanted, I was young, I just wanted to go, you know, do something different and... When I arrived, you know, I immediately like, you know, the language, of course, it's so different. Mm -hmm. So it was exciting to me. You know, I just all of a sudden, you know, didn't understand anything and new environment, but it was so exciting. So took a took a bus all the way uh, to Martin and a taxi and uh, arrived there. And it was just, uh, you know, amazing. Like, you know, the nature there, it's it's. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Like, let's put it this way. Like, mm. Icelandic nature is awesome, but I think the nature in Slovakia has uh, its best as well. Yeah. Well, but, like, uh, regarding this, uh, let's put it a little bit into, like, the system, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I know, at least, just correct me if I'm wrong, I know, like, the students studying in Slovakia or, like, Prague or whatever, uh, the medicine <clears throat> from abroad, they have to study the language, the country, like, the, 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 the language of the country they are studied in, like, for the first two years. Yeah, uh, we do Slovak language the first, second year, and then the third year is like uh, uh, optional. You can do it if you want. Uh, So for me, I personally, I just love to learn new languages and new things. So from day one, I was just like asking people, uh, how do you say good day, you know, Mm -hmm. and and how do you say yes and no, ano, nie, and, you know, learning one word or something per day, it just starts to grow, you know. And uh, to me, I just, you know, was speaking Slovak every day. Yeah. So first year, you know, you learn a few words and phrases. Second year, you learn more about hospital language. And then, you know, you go a little bit into the hospital. And third year, we are in the hospital. So we mm. have to speak Slovak mm. to the Slovak patients. Mm. So that's where it, you know, started really to grow. And uh, yeah, it was it was really fun to be able to speak Slovak all of a sudden. I would have never never thought that I would be able to speak Slovak, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's just like me. I would never say I would speak Icelandic or something. But exactly. yeah, here I am. But I like as I'm saying, like it's always just like if you want to study it, you, you study, and yeah. if not, then you just basically not. Like I think you also had some people in your group, or like no, you know yeah. some. Like uh, as classma- ex-classmates of yours that just like didn't really care about language no. and it was more like a suffer for them. Yeah. 
Yeah. But just a, just a point to make, like uh, uh, me, I, I, I really, I was one of few who really went all in to the Slovak language. I was watching movies with, uh, you know, subtitles. I was asking about phrases, uh, you know, and this got me into the Slovak community mm-hmm. and they showed me much more of Slovakia. And I have uh, one of, you know, a few of my best friends are Slovaks. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I recommend to anyone living anywhere to study the language where you live and you will get much more into the culture and yeah of know. course this is what we this is what we usually say as well yeah. and like i think everybody knows that mm. uh unless would you say that there was like a difference between i mean you didn't really live in iceland for long during your life but then yeah. on the other side like when you come to slovakia would you say that people were more welcoming in slovakia than like for example in iceland You mean the Slovak no people? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to me, the Slovak people were really open, uh, you know, and uh, really helpful. And, uh, you know, of course, the language barrier sometimes, uh, you know, was difficult. But, uh, you know, you get used to it. And, of course, when you learn the Slovak language, they are even more helpful, able to, you know, do anything for you. Mm-hmm. And so... To me, when I learned the language, it opened up like uh, new doors to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's come into the another question, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So when you compare the classic healthcare system here in Iceland and healthcare system in Slovakia, is there anything you see which is like really different or like much better or like worse? You know, like me, myself, I think I, I would be able to point on some things, but mm. like you as a doctor, because I'm not a doctor myself, I think mm. it's a little like up to you to more, more say if there is something. Yeah, I mean... Um Uh in general, like uh the people who are working there in both places, Iceland and Slovakia, are really, you know, uh enthusiastic and they're, you know, doing the b- best job possible and uh really clever people and nice to work with. Of course I, I, I never worked as a doctor in Slovakia, so I'm not that into the system. Mm-hmm. But I was working there as a student and uh, I just have uh You know, uh, good stories from that. You know, uh, the Martin, of course, is one of the biggest and uh, best hospital in the country, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it was really nice to be there. Uh, of course, technical things, you know. Um, uh, you know, I like... Uh, I've been working in Iceland here, both in Reykjavik and Akureyri. What I really like about, uh, for example, the hospital in Akureyri, you got everything in one building. Mm-hmm. So to say, you can just go around and uh, do anything there. Uh, Landspitalen, you have kind of like two places. You have uh, Fosvor and Ringbrut. Mm-hmm. So if you gotta you gotta send something over, uh, it was kind of similar uh, system in Martin. You had uh, different buildings and you had to go around there, you know, and yeah. uh, every so departure is somewhere yeah. else. But like, yeah, what, what was there something like what you think was different, like how we do? I I know you just said it yourself like you didn't really was you didn't really had like a re, like patience yourself and like as you do already now. Yeah. But just something maybe that just get in your mind. Um Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry if, it, if no. there is nothing. No. no I mean uh, of course it's a it's a bit like um uh, how to say maybe older system there uh, and they are uh, uh, I don't know They might be doing it a bit different than Iceland, but uh, in general, it was uh, they were they were working well. The departments uh, wherever I was going, and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, we have uh, maybe a bigger emergency department uh, in Fosfood, mm -hmm. in Iceland, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, uh, perhaps, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard for me to say because I haven't worked there, but... Um, yeah. Like my experience, all of the doctors and specialists, they were really like uh, wanted to teach you, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm, both in Slovakia mm -hmm, and Iceland. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, they were really open. Like if you wanted to go for a surgery, yeah, sure, no problem. You can join them. And mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. so, and coming back to the Slovak point, I mean, when you were speaking Slovak, they were even more open. Yeah, you know, join us on a shift and yeah, check, check think, how it is. So I think that's a plus point. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just like because, just like from my point of view, yeah. just like to, to like jump is just when you go to specialist, like here in Iceland, you have to go to the family doctor first, mm. which is in Helsingesland, and you have to yeah. like get a paper and stuff. Mm -hmm. It is like kind of the way also in Slovakia, but you know, mostly you can also just like directly like make an appointment yourself. Yeah. With the specialist. Yeah. Or just like. You know, people just don't really like. Maybe it just works now, but when I was like twenty or something, like ten years ago, yeah, when I was like, you just came to the dentist and like some like old people just go to the doctor with no like even here like you go to family doctor and need yeah. to make an appointment. Nobody's gonna take you without it. Yeah. In Slovakia, it's just like people like come in the morning and sit and wait yeah. <laughs> until they just like come yeah. in. You know. Yeah. So. Exactly. I I think that's a good point because uh, there are like pros and cons uh, to being able to go straight directly to a specialist mm. because uh, I've been working at the GP for some time now and people sometimes come and they think they have some serious condition and if they were to go straight to a specialist uh, they would maybe fill up you know the room of specialist and it might be just a milder problem that can be solved easily mm. so it's it's pretty nice to be able to uh, you know have a first visit with a GP, mm -hmm. see if something is serious going on, something you can solve easily, something that, uh, you know, you have to send to the emergency department, for example, you know. So that's a nice way. But on the other hand, uh, I'm also uh, more into uh, that we have to um, uh, do it a bit differently. And I'm actually, uh, yeah, I can, I can, uh, because it's so new and I'm, uh, I just had a meeting now with, um, uh, like the health, uh, uh, how to say, uh, the healthcare system, the, the managers here of the healthcare mm -hmm. system here mm -hmm. at home. And I want to bring more of um, di digitalization of mm -hmm. the healthcare system. Mm -hmm. For example, if, if you have a simple problem that you don't have to show up for, uh, you know, uh, the GP for and wait for, uh, you know, 30 minutes or one hour, if, if it's a simple problem, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. can just solve it. You can go, this is used in Norway and Sweden, for example. You can go to the internet, you follow algorithms. If you have, a, for example, a urinary tract infection and you can kind of like solve your problem online mm -hmm. and there's a doctor reviewing it and it's easily solved. Okay. Yeah, but don't you think like people will have like the feeling like, you know, people sometimes are more calm and like get calmer when they see the doctor. So <laughs> it's just like, it might be like, of course, I yeah. know like the, the, the times are going like ahead and just like yeah. the techniques are getting better and everything is getting better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just there was just like, you know. Yeah, but in general, like the healthcare system, I would say, you know, it's it's pretty um, it's pretty packed at the moment. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. every everywhere. It's a lot of waiting time wherever you go, and yeah, uh, so this this digitalization and using technology would help. You know, simp 
solving simple problems mm -hmm. and uh, you know having more time for the other things and people had to wait less you know this is most important now like people are maybe waiting two months for an appointment with a doctor so i know it's, i know that's crazy so yeah it is crazy uh, okay so, i know yeah. you never i know you never like i know you didn't study in iceland you just basically did like one year after graduation yeah but would you like recommend people to study abroad or like why is it so hard mm. like is it hard to get for medicine in Iceland, uh, that's why people go to study abroad. Or like, what do you think is just like the main main reason? Or like, mm. or like, why would you also maybe if recommend to go study abroad? Like, yeah, yeah. why? Yeah, good questions. Uh, well, uh, two different questions. Like, uh, yeah. to so study abroad. To, to study abroad, <laughs> I would recommend it to anyone. Uh, the Icelandic uh, system here. You have a really difficult entrance exam, and uh, yeah, of course, we only get like there are like fifty or sixty spaces, you know, for students to start, and uh, around three hundred to four hundred people who want to study medicine. So, of course, uh, many people, you know, look abroad, and thankfully, we have uh, other places to go to, like Slovakia, Hungary, and I heard even Poland and Denmark. So, it's Prague. A, I, I'm yeah. Prague, Prague, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot of places. Um, I like to me personally uh, my family was like I mentioned before they were living in Norway so I I was already you know kind of rootless here in Iceland and ready to try something different mm -hmm. so I did the entrance exam to Slovakia first before the Icelandic one got in and I just thought to myself I'm just going to try something different. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's both ways. You know, some people want to try the Icelandic and then they go abroad. But there are people, you know, like myself who just want to try something different. You know, these years, it's it's such a fun place. Uh, no, so, such a fun uh, time, you know, in your yep. life to try something. So studying abroad is, in my opinion, like, uh, like one of the best things you can do. You know, mm -hmm. just... In general, studying or living or something, it's it's. I recommend it to anyone because mm -hmm. you learn new culture, new language. You you have to stand on your own feet. You have to um, take care of things. You know, you don't have mom and dad. You have to clean your own clothes. You have to, you know, cook your own food. You know, it's uh, it's uh, basically all of these things are not in the school uh, registry. You know, this is not part of the school, but. You really learn how yeah, to course. take care it's of just yourself. Like a, it's just like a, yeah, it gives you like how, yeah. to, live, how to live a life, yeah. basically, or like, yeah, and skills like a, in life. Yeah, and like you meet so many people from all around the world, like in Slovakia, in Martin, uh, I didn't don't know if I mentioned it before, the Yesenius Faculty mm -hmm. of Medicine in Martin, that's the place where I was studying. And uh, we have people there from, uh, you know, Iceland, of course, Norway, Sweden, Germany, uh, seashells, uh, you know, it's it's so many countries. So people are meeting from all over the world mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to study yeah. the same thing. And it's it was such a great time. And also uh, what we will go maybe into later, the musical part like yes, we'll I get there. I, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have probably grown as much in the musical career as I did when I, you know, if I if I hadn't moved to Slovakia because you just want to, you know, you just let yourself. You, you just want to try different things, mm -hmm. and you know, it's really fun. Yeah, I think it's great. Uh, we will get to the music point. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm just. I'm just gonna. Like, I'm just gonna like keep in the medicine still at the moment. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, can you just maybe explain to us how the family doctor system works in Iceland? Yeah. Because when you come to like the like the basic doctor in Slovakia, 
he or she will just like at least in my opinion he or she will check on you and like he kind of really prescribes you what like maybe the specialist can do but yeah. the doctors here at least in my at least I what I think they can do it yeah uh so and also like what is like now when since i have a baby you have mm. a baby yourself and you know to me it was kind of shocked that like my baby just didn't really get a pediatrician straight yeah. as it is Slovakia, because only family doctor sees the baby and then you go to pediatrician only if something is like like really like mm-hmm. con- you know not good so could, like yeah. Yeah, yeah so like in my but you know what i, I it got me yeah. Just to be honest, like to like it got me really hard times to to trust because like oh, I yeah. think as long as the doctor is not like a specialist, even yeah. like yeah, might have some course because it's a family doctor. Yeah, can you just explain like how how a doctor here like what what the doctor here has to like maybe pass to just be able to do it? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe for people more to believe the yeah. doctors. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe like. Uh, Maybe this part I was not aware in Slovakia. Like maybe this is different in Iceland and Slovakia. Maybe these parts because, like yeah, uh, for myself, you know, during my uh, so uh, called candidate year after my six years in medicine, that's a year where you study uh, or or you go to all the different departments, most of the departments in the hospital. Uh, so you went to the emergency department. You go to the uh, cardiology, lung, you know. Uh, all of these different departments and uh, including the GP office. And uh, to me, that was my most fun part mm-hmm. because uh, you have such a broad spectrum of problems. You got uh, mental health problems, you know, anxiety, depression and all of these problems. And then you got physical problems like, uh, you know, somebody twisted their ankle or there's some pneumonia or you know it can be so broad and you got from ages zero to 100 Mm -hmm. and um, yeah so this is what i love about the gp work Uh, the work itself um, basically you know what what we have is um, uh, like for me when i'm working there we got booked times beforehand um, and you can book a time ahead and uh, uh Basically, you, you you bring the patient in. You don't know what the problem is. You ask him about the problem, and uh, usually, most of the times, you can solve it right there and then. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. it it might be some yeah. uh, uh, some pain or uh, you know antibiotics or something. Yeah. But uh, if if it's um, you know if it's something else, you can um, you can uh, like. Uh, Send a referral. Yeah, to the but doctor. like, what what if comes the patient to patient to you mm. and uh, he or she is just like having some troubles? I don't know. Like, I'm not gonna just say I don't know heart problems or whatever. And yeah. like he or she just want to see like cardiologist yeah. and uh, but you you don't think it might be that you know that yeah. like uh, necessary? Yeah. Like, are you just like a do- oh, like? Yeah. Do you send the uh, person to the specialist, oh, yeah. or well, how do you, how do you react in the situation? Because like, yeah. me myself, I can say like probably I was kind of pretty pain in the ass parent <laughs> when I was going for checkups with my daughter when yeah. she was like in the first year of her life. Yeah. And you know the the doctor like her doctor. The family doctor told her, like, uh, no, she's fine. Just like, this is fine. But yeah. you know what I mean? Me coming from another country and, yeah. like, having a different healthcare system and yeah. and so on, I literally, like, ask, or, like, just, not the bag, but, like, ask, like, okay, 
I want to go to see the child physiotherapist. Yeah, and just yeah. like, please give me a paper and this is it. And I think the doctor was just like, okay, yeah. I'm not going to deal with her anymore. <laughs> but on the other side, it's a good thing we, we did go. Yeah. So it's just like, it's nothing I don't believe in family doctors. I trust no, doctors. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. all over. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? There, yeah. there are usually, it might be patients like this. And, you yeah. know, it's just like, how, how do you react yeah. in the situations like this? All right, I, I would have to say like uh, pediatrics, uh, pediatricians, like probably the most hard uh, work in the world <laughs> because you got the two patients kind of, you like, got the you got the child and you got the parents. And uh, most of the time, like the parents are really, you know, paranoid of their child, mm. of course. First child. Um, yeah, well. first child as well, <laughs> you know. So it's very common to be really scared. But uh, the thing about the GPs, they're really, you know, they have a broad uh, knowledge about most of the things. And, uh, you know, we are able to do most of the things at the GP offices. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take uh, ECG, mm-hmm. we can take blood tests, we can uh, we can check most of the things that you can do um, at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So if we think, uh, you know, it's easy to solve, we can solve it right there and then. Um if we think it's more acute, mm-hmm. we will refer to the pediatrics for sure. Of course. So, um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's. I, I think maybe, you know, you might be used to a different system mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, seeing, like, if you have a heart problem, uh, you know, it happens regularly that people come to me, they think something is wrong with their heart, mm-hmm. and I realize it's totally something else. So, you know, if they were to go to the cardiologist right away, you know, it would just fill yeah. up you know of course so uh, i think it's a good system in a way uh haven't tried the other system <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. uh um yeah yeah uh i'm just gonna okay regarding the medicine i have just one more question mm-hmm. um there is like um you know, there has been a case or like people just always talk about it. Like there is just not enough people in the Icelandic healthcare system and people just need to have a like additional people in the healthcare system. And, and they are like, uh, there are people like from abroad, they studied the medicine or like studied to be in a healthcare system in some way, but they are like, uh, and they want to work here because they can, but on the other side, like the state says, at least what they are like really saying, like, no, because you just don't speak the language properly and so on and so on. Just like, um, like, I'm not going to put you in a like hard situ- like hard, uh, like standing in here because of mm-hmm. course you work in Iceland as an Icelandic doctor, but yeah. you are Icelandic, but you started abroad. But yeah. like, I think, you know, what, like as you studied Slovak language first two, almost three years, like, what, what do you think like it, the state, like Icelandic state could support like to have a language courses while studying? You know what I mean? Just like, or like yeah. at least like for people, they want to start like work in the hospital, nurses and stuff. They yeah. would just have like at least two years language course. Mm-hmm. And then, you know what I mean? And like, plus of course, people usually speak English, but I'm not, yeah, older people don't, but like people like our age and a little older, they, they can speak English. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, would you support this? Because... I mean, I'm not getting angry about it, but I think it's like an issue to to, to to talk about, especially like in Iceland has so many people from abroad living here that could really help, you know, yeah. in the healthcare system, yeah. in my opinion. But just like correct, correct me if you think like I'm wrong or you don't agree with me. Yeah. It's just like, it's, I would just like to hear your opinion as a doctor yourself, like, yeah. because you are in the system. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've been working, as I said before, like the most of the departments and, uh, well, here in Iceland, luckily 
most people speak fluent English. So I've been working with uh, doctors and nurses who are, uh, you know, not speaking Icelandic and it's no problem at all. And uh, uh, so here in Iceland, I don't think that's a problem to, uh, you know, come from abroad to work. Uh, and uh, I think there are, you know, even in the emergency department where I was working, there are specialists who only speak English and it's no problem. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, of course, it helps to have a language course. And I think most of them are taking some language courses in Icelandic. And uh, I was even working with uh, two specialists actually from uh, Canada who uh, who learned fluent English, Erica and Julia, it was... Uh, Icelandic. Fluent. Oh, I said yeah, English. Yeah. yeah, of course, Icelandic. <laughs> no worries, no worries, yeah. <laughs> they were speaking fluent English. No, they were speaking fluent Icelandic. So, of course, that helps. You know, of, of course, some older people don't speak uh, English. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and maybe that was uh, a little bit of a problem in Slovakia because some people didn't speak any English at all. So there you had to learn the Slovak language mm -hmm. to be able to communicate. But uh, here in Iceland, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. Mm. Okay, I'm not going to squeeze you more regarding the medicine. No, <laughs> as much as you want. Yeah, that's great. Maybe like some other questions will yeah. just like pop up. There. But let, let's say, like as we started, as we mentioned before, like you studied in Martin, Slovakia. Uh, I just love to mention my hometown. <laughs> Sorry, people. Yeah. But you also like... It be, as you said it, as you say it always, it also gave you like a start in your career as a DJ and a producer. Like, how did this journey begin? Yeah, <laughs> we have some minutes still. Yeah, doors. <laughs> I uh, well, I would say it started when I was around. Uh, you know, when I was young, it, it all it all started there when I started playing the piano at a young yeah. age. So my father, uh, he was playing the piano. And he put me at the piano when I was young. And I started to study classical piano when I was around 10. Mm -hmm. And uh, I graduated from uh, this classical piano part around 20. And uh, then I went to study medicine abroad. And I, I was always, you know, playing the piano. And I wanted to, I was making my own, uh, you know, I was playing my own music on the piano. But I always wanted to make music. Mm -hmm. But I was always thinking, how am I able to do that, you know? And uh, uh but when I was around uh, around 13, I got this electronic piano mm -hmm. with able to make a lot of electronic sounds. And that really sparked something in me. I, I was like, wow, this is this is something, you know, so cool to be able to play these electrical sounds. And uh, but never able to uh, create something from it. But uh, during my first years of studying, I, I, I came across this uh application called FL Studio, which is basically like a digital audio workstation mm -hmm. uh, to, to create music. And, and uh, that's, you know, that's where it started. And then, uh, I don't know, just when you start to send out these, uh, kind of like send out this message that you're doing something and you start to say yes to opportunities, things start to evolve. Mm -hmm. And uh, during my uh, first year, I was creating a little bit of music. And during my were you doing it? Were you doing it alone or like? Yeah, I was just doing it mm -hmm. uh, during you know when I was studying and I had some time off. I uh, I just made up made my tracks you know at home some uh, electronic music and uh, not not giving out anything, just making it for myself. And and uh, I had a lot of inspiration from. Uh, you know, uh, Swedish House Mafia and Tiesto and uh, other guys. You know, I would I actually, I would actually compare you to Kaigo because Kygo, he was yeah. also a DJ that, that was a 
piano exactly. player. Yeah, yeah first, exactly. Yeah. I also look up to him and, and Martin Garrix and all these guys. Like I was f- following them and I had always been listening to electronic music myself since I was young. But uh, started to create it there at the first year. And during my second year, uh, there was actually this uh, big student party in town. And uh, the people there, they were like uh, asking me, hey, you know, you're, you're making music. Can't you, can't you play here, you know, and DJ? And, uh, That's cool. And I was, you know, it was, it was a yes and no, you know. Should I do it or not? And mm-hmm. I just, that's my, just my personality. I always say yes to new opportunities. And I said yes. And, uh, you know, it started to evolve. I got a DJ equipment and I was learning that, you know, for a while and did this party. And after this party, you know, playing there, played a couple of my own tracks. This was the best feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, no turning back ever since. Yeah, just like <laughs> your own uh, music drag. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I could have called it this way, right? Yeah. yeah. So like in one of your interviews before, and like, okay, before I'm going to go to the next question, I have to say like you're really good piano player. I didn't really listen like a lot, but <laughs> what you. I was able to listen like... Um, just please like yeah dr victor um dr victor yeah. sound yeah that's <laughs> yeah. your that's your instagram we are, yeah. we are gonna mention it a couple more times hopefully today <laughs> yeah, so sure. like in one of the interview you said like you you work best under the pressure yeah uh but how is like so tell me please because like you know how is it to be a doctor in a day and then just go and play in the in the night like you know how do you manage yeah, Plus, I mean, you are also father now, so yeah. you know it's like three full-time jobs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, today is a perfect day. Uh, I was working as a doctor now from eight in the morning until around one, and today we have this um, uh, gathering of my work here. Uh, there's like a, a work party here in Akureyri. So we flew here with an airplane and uh, just luckily I had this uh, gig planned for tonight. Uh, It was just a random coincidence, but I had this gig planned tonight. So working during the day and I'm uh, very professional where I'm there. But uh, when I'm, uh, you know, then I come home and I get hyped for the music and I prepare for the, you know, evening. I put put up some of my tracks and I prepare for the night. And like today, I'm, I'm, I'm. Like totally, I'm super excited for the night playing here in Shallin. Uh, <laughs> it's it's gonna be uh, really it's cool. Gonna be crazy. I mean, uh, it's just two two different sides of me, but I'm the same guy. You know, mm-hmm. I just when I'm working as a doctor, I'm really professional. I take care of my patients, and I I really love the job as a doctor. Mm-hmm. And uh, the music that's like my passion. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I have so much passion for it. I love to make music. I love to play music and see pe- people enjoy it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it for, to me it works well because it's a, of course, difficult job. Sometimes you have difficult cases, and then you got the music to, you know, have relax. some fun and relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And as you mentioned, work best during pressure. That's exactly it. Like when I'm when I was studying for hard exams. I, you know, when I had break, I would make some music, mm-hmm. you know, just to relax a bit. And now when I have different, you know, difficult shifts, I'm looking forward because I'm playing during the night. So to me, it just, uh, it's a perfect combination. Okay. How much sleep do you like need <laughs> approximately just to be functioning for both? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In my day, I have, um, I have 48 hours during each day. Okay. No, That's great. No, <laughs> no I uh, I try to have balance, you know, in my life. I I uh, 
to put it simple, of course, it's not that simple. You know, most of us work eight hours and then we got eight, you know, we try to get eight hours of sleep. Mm-hmm. So we have eight hours there between to work with, you know, mm-hmm. this is a 24 hour part. Yeah. And during these eight hours, you know, you can either relax and uh, watch some shows and, you know, uh, do something, you know, just chill. But uh, this part, this these eight hours I use really well. Mm-hmm. You know, I plan, I, I go to the gym, I, you know, spend time with my family, I, you know, go to the studio and I'm, you know, sending emails, I'm planning the gigs for the weekend, you know, so these eight hours are so important. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I'm talking to people, you know, they want to do some more things, you know, when you break it down to this and you start to break down the day and see how much time you're wasting, you start to see, oh, I, you know, I got so much time mm-hmm. extra yeah, okay, that I can wow. spend. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. I mean, the planning is the yeah. key, I would say. Like if you want to study the piano, many people ask me, uh, you know, they want to start to play the piano. I just tell them start right today, you know, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. 30 minutes yeah. every day. Yeah. And everyone can do 30 minutes, you know, you can just, of course. you just, just have to. It's just like to put a phone away. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> the exactly. Nowadays are just like the thing exactly. that is eating the time. But yeah. it's so great because like how I would just like describe you basically, like you yeah. are talking to people during the day by words and in the evening by music. Exactly. You know? Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. No. Well, <laughs> I'll use that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I know what you've been working on and like what projects yeah. you've been working on as a as a DJ and producer. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just can you can you tell a few of them you are really proud of? Oh yeah. Uh, wow. Um, like, of course, you know, to just uh, finish the years in Martin, you know, I was just studying there. It became of course, a bit difficult. It became so much. I was booked everywhere in, in, in Slovakia. And then I started to be booked in uh, Hungary and abroad, you know. So it became a little bit much. But I was uh, doing it a bit uh, well together. Uh, and planning, of course, a lot of planning involved. And then during my final years, I, I started to realize my style of music. It was kind of like... Um, well, as you mentioned, Kaigo, Avicii, you know, Tiesto, I, I, l- I like to make electronic music and work with other artists, vocalists, mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. vocalists on my track. And that's my, fa- you know, of working with uh, working with different artists, get their inspiration. And uh, so I made a few tracks in the end of my year. And uh, I made uh, Running Back with Svala, which is one of the, you know, in my opinion, one of the best vocalists of Iceland, like uh, Queen of Pop here. And that was a really, really huge for me. And then I did a track called uh, Sömarglen. It was like a summer track. Uh, in I just wanted to play it, but I just couldn't find it. Yeah, it's, uh, it, that was, of course, a big moment for me because I made that track uh, like the uh, and vocal, like I made the lyrics in Slovakia studying for my exams and now over two million plays. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a big moment when I came to Iceland and I see everyone listening to it and singing to the lyrics I, I, I made in Slovakia. It was really strange. And then going to Theolhatif, yeah, you know, yeah. playing it for fifteen thousand people, Whoa. everybody, you know, everybody singing to it. That was a moment I'll never forget. And then uh, I was really proud to be uh, signed by Sony mm-hmm. a few years uh, okay. later. 
because they they wanted to work with me and you know get involved uh, uh, to help me put my music out there and uh, work with other artists and uh, then I re- uh, released the track with uh, Rurik Gisla, mm-hmm. the, the former uh, football um, the football player. Actually, when I when I first time like saw it or like when I met you because I didn't yeah. really heard the song before, but no. it's not that my style of music. Yeah. I think uh, I don't think it was a bad marketing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. just so we know. Yeah, uh, I was just like, whoa! Like, is this like he's a football player? Like, no, yeah. like you know, isn't he? Uh, isn't he like you know? playing yeah. football is he like a singer like he's you know, doing yeah. everything right now it's uh it was really well, i mean fun. it's great yeah as like, long as you're as you as you as long as you're good at it and you exactly. enjoy it yeah and that's what i learned a lot about the music you know seeing the joy in people when they're making it it's so much fun in the studio mm-hmm. and like with working with rurik you know it was his first time in the studio but he he had uh He's such a good, you know, vocal, and it fits to my track. So seeing his joy in the studio, this is these are the moments. Like uh, it's so much fun, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, releasing that track was really nice. And doing like a really nice video, uh, uh, music video yep. together with my uh, sister Eva May, and uh, that was a really big moment for me as well. And uh, Jon from Iceland, my friend, you know, you met him there, yeah, yeah, and. Um, well, the newest project, of course, is the uh, Olympics. I think that's... Yes, uh, I was actually like, <laughs> w- I was waiting until you said, I was yeah. like, did you forget about it? No, no. <laughs> yeah, like that's the newest project like that. I don't I don't even know. Like I'm still getting my hat, wrapping my head around it because it's... Uh, okay, t- tell us, tell us. I think people are just like, what with Olympics? Yeah, so uh, basically, um, um, basically like during like, during it, I think it was last year, uh, I got involved. Uh, so Rönulur Otson, he is like a representative for school in Slovakia, and he uh, he he was in contact. He's you know in Slovakia and Iceland and China and abroad, and he was showing them in China my music there, and they were interested about this uh, like a doctor <laughs> and who is who is making this music. Yeah, and that's so sick. Yeah, like, and they 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 got in you know. I I got in contact with them and uh, you know they were playing my music in China and uh, did you know about it? Yeah, they told me they were playing it in the radio and of course it's so far away yeah. so I didn't understand but they were playing it in the biggest radio stations there okay, and wow. I was uh, like it was so amazing but I I didn't realize you know what was going on and then I think it was a year later where they got uh, in contact again and. Uh, offered me this opportunity to be a part of this uh, part, uh, this piece to be uh, to make the theme song for the mm-hmm. Winter Olympics mm-hmm. in Beijing 2022. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't really believe it at first, but then they started to, you know, tell me more about it and tell me that we had to make a music video around it and do a lot of interviews. And uh, then I realized, okay, this is really happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was basically, we were four artists, two from China, uh, one from Italy and me, we all had like a one minute part and it was like a musical relay, like, uh, you know, handing over the torch, you know. So mm-hmm. what, the first mm-hmm. art, first two artists were from China. They did, the, um, you know, the first two two parts and then it was handed over to me and I had to, you know, use a bit of their sounds and my style and create something yeah. special around it. And uh, then the Italian uh, did the final part 
and it was uh, really cool how it turned out mm -hmm. and uh, this we did a music video where they shot in China and Iceland and Italy so okay. wow. it was uh, that's, really that's huge amazing, yeah. and uh, I was supposed to go to the Winter Olympics so I was really sad uh, not to make it there because of the COVID situation mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. uh, um, like it the uh, the reaction was incredible like i've heard uh, it's uh, it, it around 900 million plays Whoa. in china yeah Whoa, and, okay. and they they were using my part uh, as a dancing part the like a tiktok in china okay. wow. it was super super fun to watch <laughs> That's uh, so, cool. so everybody was dancing to my part of the track mm -hmm. and uh, you know olympic people and uh, chinese people and so yeah, like this, this, this really showed me like how uh, the world is connected, and it's much smaller than we think. Like uh, these opportunities can happen just in an instance, mm -hmm. and uh, so yeah. And I I'm mean, great. Yeah, great. And, and I'm super excited to be uh, like uh, I'm. I'm involved in a uh, few more projects. Yeah, can you uh, tell us more about it? <laughs> so I'm working with uh, uh, Chinese artists mm -hmm. and to release some uh, new music there. And of course, they they have different platforms and Spotify and all of this. So yeah. I'm uh, I'm really excited to uh, you know dive into this market. It's uh, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty big market. Like uh, I think I heard the numbers uh, for each Icelander, there are around five thousand uh, Chinese people. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it will be fun. It's a little to, bit uh, different to compare. Yeah. <laughs> and I've never been yeah. there, so I'm uh, really excited to go there. You know, mm -hmm. as soon as possible. Okay, that's just awesome. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna like I have like two more questions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if somebody on the street would come to you, yeah, uh, and like said like yeah hi whoa hi Victor I know you from whatever radio or medicine <laughs> like as a yeah. doctor, and I w I want to be a DJ like uh, oh yeah could you help me with that what would you what would be your reaction? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it would be the same um, same uh, tip as I gave for the piano earlier. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to have the passion from yourself. Yeah. Like, you, you, I can't force you to to play the piano or start a DJ. So you have to have the passion inside. If you have the passion, you know, just get the equipment. Don't think about getting the most expensive equipment in the world and don't think about you have to have this and that and that, you mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. just start somewhere. And uh, with teaching, of course, you have to have your own style kind of, you have to listen to a lot of music. You have to figure out what you love, what's popular, uh, what are the crowd like. And most importantly, as a DJ, I mean, of course, many people think it's simple, you know, impressing play there, there and there and... But reading the crowd, that's something that comes with time. Mm -hmm. You have to realize, okay, what's going to work right now? What's going to make them jump and have, a, you know, the craziest like moment ever? Mm -hmm. So that is the most uh, and most difficult part of being a DJ. Mm -hmm. okay. Reading the crowd and, and also the changing between tracks. Yeah, we will just check tonight. What kind of yeah. DJ you are? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about like if I if I will ask you? Okay, okay, Victor, what are you a good doctor? Do you think about yourself? You're a good doctor. I would say yes because I uh, I really am really involved in each of my patients and I uh, like double check everything. I I do you know even more research than uh, you know needed. I just want to make sure everything is covered. 
And uh, I also think a lot about mental and physical, mm-hmm. which is uh, very important. And I think it's not as common as, you know, people think like, you know, it's so, so connected, mm-hmm. the mental part. How it are is. you feeling? I believe, I, I know. Yeah. I, I mean, like my way is just like if I'm stressed, yeah, I have so much pain in my body. Exactly. But I know it's because of the stress. Yeah. So, so uh, this part of me, like I always, I always ask my patients, you know, how are you feeling? Like, uh, you know, in general. Yeah, in general. How, how, yeah. how is your how is your mental part? And uh, really, it's uh, to simplify everything. It's it's four parts. You know, sleep. It's exercise, what you eat, and the mental part. You know, mm-hmm. how are you feeling, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. are you are you doing stuff? Are you working at a job that you love? Are you you know involved with your family and friends, and uh, you know doing something extra on the side that you love? Mm-hmm. So. Um, so yes. Yeah. Uh, Victor is a good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, you know, you no. you just have to you just have to book a book a t- book an appointment. Yeah, and, you uh, have to move to our community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I think like uh, like before I lived in Reykjavik, and I think you worked in Hesukesland Eftaliti. Yeah, yeah. Where I live, yeah, like yeah. such a shame you were not our family doctor. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and. Okay, just like just to make you a little more advertisement, I think like regarding the music, every, everybody can find you. Where? Yeah. Um, I mean, on uh, I think everything uh, I, on Facebook, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram, you can search for Dr. Victor or or Dr. Vic, uh, Dr. Victor Sound, mm-hmm. and on Spotify, Dr. Victor. So it's D O C T O R. Yeah. And uh, okay. during the day, it's a D R. D R. During the evening, it's D O C T O R. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's so, that's, uh, that's, fun. that's uh, yeah. I think Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify are the, mm-hmm. the main ones. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. Okay. And do do you take a do you take new patients? Just like yeah. you know, just <laughs> can you repeat once again? Where do you like? What is the place you work? And then just say if you take yeah. more patients. Just so like no, people. No, it's gonna be booked. Yes, Fully exactly. Booked. Well, yeah. I'm making you some advertisement. <laughs> yeah, I need new patients. Yes. No. No. Uh, so I'm working in the Hilsigasland Urdakarov. Okay. And of course, everybody is uh, more than welcome. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad especially to see Slovak anyone. patients. Of course, <laughs> of course, it's so it's so fun when Slovak patients come to me and I start to speak Slovak to them. I know they are so shocked. It's it's my actually like every time I meet like young doctor here in Iceland, I'm just like. Did you study it in Slovakia? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I just always ask because I know yeah. like there are like doc- like people studying in Martin. Yeah. So thank you very much. No, thank you. It was so great. We yeah. actually talked. Uh, yeah, we already talked some for like about fifty minutes now. It wow. doesn't really seem so, right? No. Uh, yeah, I wish you all the best, and I maybe yeah maybe we can just meet next time and do go yeah. deeper into like Icelandic medicine. But yes. at the moment, I really wanted to meet you and yeah and just talk exactly. with you about it, like because yeah. I think it's really exceptional to yeah to no. be a doctor in the day and then like the DJ in the in the night and basically like at, at least the DJ part, as far as I know, we do just great. Yeah. Everybody's always enjoying your parties, oh. me included. So, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, it's this, great to hear. Yeah. And I mean, of course, uh, it was such a pleasure to meet you when I was playing in uh, Ciclo. And uh, I have just have to say, free ride Ciclo. This is the <laughs> craziest. Like everybody has to go there next yeah. year. It Ciclo was weekend. Ciclo Fiore weekend. Yeah. Like it was so much fun to play there, and it was so well organized by you guys. And uh, playing there in the mountain, of yeah. course, that that has to be one of my like most beautiful moments like uh 
playing there. And uh, that's great. So yeah. I'm looking forward to next time. Yeah, we have some and projects for future. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not only with the yeah with Siglo, but also with the Viking Hellis King. So exactly. Okay. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Thank Dr. you very much. And just let's play one of your songs. Let's do at it. The end. All right. <laughs> Now I'm backing down You can keep your shiny ground Rising up for now I'm not scared of falling down You said you would crush me No one else would love me Now I see I'd rather be 